Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Get that finger out of your ear. You don't know where that finger's been. What's that? A radio? Radio? It's a radio for speaking. This is Radio Bradley. And it's within my reach. Bradley J. J. Talking. WBZ. News Radio 1030. Bradley J, you're at J Talking, Mark Lavallos working the wheel, and Craig Fitzgerald, bestride.com, is back in. Bradley, it's been a while. Yes, it has been a while. I'm trying to convince you, Craig, to come on a hike with me. I sent you the video, and yep. I think you're fired up enough. To I think around. I'm ready to go. You're a kind of fitness man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You do I push-ups, mean, you run. Yes, I do. So now I'm in halfway to... decent shape. I think I can keep up with you. Oh, God, yeah. Are you kidding me? You're going to have me huffing and puffing. <laughs> So it's been a, at least a month since you've been here, and you've, we're going to talk about the L.A. Auto Show. We're going to talk about a new vehicle that is so unbelievably awesome that it's the only vehicle that you would ever consider buying new, which is a big deal. Spending my own money for spending it. Spending your yeah. own money, hard-earned cash money, right. M-U-N-Y. And uh, another thing we'll talk about is there's a... A movement to not buy cars. People are buying SUVs. Cars are dying. They're going away. The sedan is dead. Yeah. So, so that's like that's been the headline for the last uh, about three weeks now, or two weeks, I guess, since GM made that announcement that they're going to uh, they're going to shutter a bunch of plants. Uh, the factory that builds the Cruise now, which used to be called the Cobalt, uh, you know, they've been building these small cars for years. GM's decided that these things are not profitable for them anymore, so they're going to shut down a plant. They're going to end up, uh, you know, laying off fifteen thousand some odd people, uh, you know, through these plant closures. They're going to stop building the Volt. Um, they're going to stop building. Uh, there was one other car too. I can't remember what it was. Oh, the uh, the Impala, which basically they, you know, they had given up building that years ago. But so Ford's doing the same thing. Ford's out of the sedan business now. They're they've decided that they don't want to sell the Fusion. They don't want to sell the Focus here. They don't want to sell the Fiesta here. They just want to sell what I understand are you know kind of high profit, compact u- utility vehicles, crossover utility vehicles, and trucks. So you know the question for me is why well, there are a lot of people that still own a car. You still own a four-door. You own a sedan. You own, you know, a coupe now. What is the next thing that you're going to buy? Are you going to stick with a car, or are you going to are you going to you know go ahead and buy what a lot of other people are buying? So which you want to know? Crossover. Folks yeah. are going to be part of the buy an SUV wave. Right, right, and and you know, it, it's it's interesting to note that Toyota is not doing this. Toyota sells two hundred seventy-five thousand Camrys a year. They're having a bad year with Camry sales this year, but you know, two years from now they might not. So these guys get out of the game. That's good for Toyota cars. It's great for you know who you, it's great you're the for. The only person selling. It's cars. great for oh, Subaru. The only company. It's yeah. great for Hyundai. It's great for Kia. Kia's Kia's actually their sedan sales are up this year uh, on the Optima and uh, the um, 
what was the other car? The the small one, the key. The uh, I can't remember. The the small car, uh, Hyundai Elantra okay. sales are up too. See, and and you know, I, I think it's a result of these cars not necessarily being so available from American car manufacturers. All of the top car sales, car you know, passenger car sales uh, this year are Japanese brands. With the exception of the Tesla Model 3 now, which is starting to come on, and they're selling 22,000 of those a month. 22,000 really? cars a month now of wow. Model 3. So, you know, all of the, the idea that, oh, people don't buy electric cars and people don't buy cars, that's not true. They're just not buying the cars that you're offering right now, right? So is it a problem with the the vehicles that they offer? I, yeah. I mean, I think, it's, I think it's... Too you know, big or not? Maybe, maybe, I mean, I think the vehicles are great. I, I, I really love the Malibu. I think the Malibu is a, a really nice automobile. It's well put together. It drives great. It's extremely reliable. It does really well in JD Power testing and Consumer Reports testing. But they don't talk about that car. They, they. What was the last time that you saw a commercial for a Fusion? or for a Malibu, or for a, F a Focus. You just don't. They just don't market those no. cars. You know what I see commercials for? I, I see commercials appealing to the male testosterone. Yeah. All the time. Well, that's it's it. Really it's pickups and... The vehicle, it's about who you think you want to right. be. Right, I want to consider myself the modern-day Daniel Boone driving around in the woods. Yep. I'm never driving in the woods, right. but if I got this car... I feel like it. And you can't be doing that kind of thing in a sedan. It's, there's this whole move to have your identity be that of rugged outdoors person. Right. There's two. There's, there's basically two commercials now. One is that, and one is you're going to die on the freeway unless you buy our car. That's right. And, and in order not to die, you have to buy this crossover utility vehicle with all-wheel drive yeah. and every possible safety piece of equipment that we offer. That's those are the two pieces of marketing that are effective right now, right? And the then and the every manufacturer is just intersection having a nice conversation when out of nowhere they right. get t-boned and everything goes into slow motion. Right. The McDonald's cups fly around in slow motion in the interior. Yep. Kids screaming. Every third commercial is I am not paying attention to what I'm supposed to be paying attention to, and this car is going to save me. I see. Right. Yeah. That's the commercials you see now, which you know, and uh, and to be honest. That technology is actually working, which is great, I think. But there is no, there's really not very much marketing around the sedan right now. How about you? Does that marketing work on you? Is it has it worked on you? No, I it hasn't of, worked on me. Because oh, as a as a How journalist, you, feel, you mean? No, as a person who's going to buy a car next. Do you have that SUV feeling? Well, so so the car that we're gonna, the vehicle that we're gonna talk about, I'm gonna con contradict myself here and, and and explain that I'm gonna buy something that I didn't think I was gonna, or or that I would like to buy something, yeah, that I didn't think I would necessarily want to buy, and right? Not only that, you're willing to go to the poorhouse to do it. Yeah, yeah. I may, <laughs> I, I guess I'm willing to. Kinda. I guess I'm willing to step aside from things that I've been doing. To, to do this, if 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 it's possible for me to do it, I'm gonna have to and sell have more, everything. Incur I more own. debt. You're willing. To yeah. The vehicle, and that balances out whatever weight that additional right. debt would feel like. Right. Right. So this got to be a very powerful vehicle. I mean, powerful. Powerful. Power. It's got a strong pull for me. That's for sure. Oh man. That's for sure. Well, certainly, all men and many women are gonna want to hear about this. Yeah, definitely.
We started talking about something prior to air that we wanted to address sometime. And I'll ask you right now, maybe we can also address that today. And that is speakers, stereo sound in vehicles. Yeah, yeah. We were complaining about it and how it's all so bassy all the time. Because I, I mix music. I'm very sensitive to it. And you are noticing that people seem to, that they deliver anyway systems that have way too much bass. Definitely, definitely feels like too much bass to me. Like to the point where there are some of these things, like even on even on the the middle setting, the sort of factory default setting, you you can you can hear the license plate rattle in in some of these cars because there's so much bass on the inside of the car. Um, and you know everything now has a has a uh, has a subwoofer in the in the cargo area, so they're or underneath the seats, so that it really kind of makes it feel like they've dialed the bass up to the point where it's, you know, to the in, to the exclusion of every yeah, other bit of unless sound, it's you know? hip hop. There's no way that the makers of that music intended you to listen no. to it with that much bass. My favorite quote from any musician was John Fogerty. And he said, I, I played music that I wanted to sound good coming out of the, the you know, factory uh, cardboard cone speaker on the dashboard through an AM radio. Like, that's what he was, that's the goal, was I want, I, I want music to sound good coming out of that one tinny, lousy Kleenex box speaker. And that's the way I want to listen to music, you know. I want it to, I, I want it to have that feel, you know. And that's not what you're getting. And I think you know the 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 music that that I listen to that you know '60s and '70s and earlier kind of garagey gritty rock and roll. None of that stuff is served by uh, you know speakers with or, or, or an audio system that that dials up the bass. And I think it's bothersome to people. It's bothersome to people in the car next to you. Yeah. It's bothersome to to your ears. I don't think it's good for your ears. I wonder if it's cheaper for them to put in just. A subwoofer rather than to have decent speak actual speakers. I yeah, wonder if that's I don't part know. of it. One thing that Craig is really good at is recommending a new car for you and tailoring his advice to your particular needs and tastes. That's one thing you're really good at. Exactly. So Oh if, thanks. I should say thank you. If you are thinking about a new vehicle, and another thing Craig's good at is helping you decide if it's time for a new vehicle. Time to move that heap along. And uh do you tend to be a fix it and Continue I'm or, a fix-it guy. Or dump it. I'm a fix-it guy myself, but um, I think for a lot of people, I, th I think people get the bug to move the car along, and and it maybe just needs brakes and tires. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, 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 you know, the, a car dealer sells an awful lot of cars by giving people a bill that says, uh, "Yeah, you need brakes and tires. It's going to cost you twenty-two hundred dollars," and they go, "Up, oh, I'm good." Uh, can you put me into next year's model? And they do that on my purpose, payments? right? Oh, of course, especially yeah, at the dealership. Yeah. That's a, kind I mean, of what they do. Great, yeah, it's a great sales program. You roll. It's, it's it's amazing. People roll in the service bay. They don't even get out of the car, and they're presented them an, an Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Offer. Like, hey, I, I can get you into really? a 2000. Yeah, 2019. Uh, you're going to you're going to save uh, $20 a month in your payment. Just sign the paper right now and I'll take the plates off of this one, get you in the new one. And you're out of here. So it sounds great. What's why not do that? Well, why not do it is because you're all you're all you're looking at is the payment, right? The payment. Hey, geez, the payment's gone down 20 bucks. You're not but, looking at but, the you know, seven years. That payment is is gonna is <laughs> That's now a funny out. Thing with people, they it's don't five, think about that. It's 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 like sixty something months now. Here's That's a, crazy. One thing that I've noticed that happened is people are at, comfortable with debt now. Well, Having yeah, but debt is not a problem. It nope. doesn't seem to be a burden. No, nope. for me, it's a burden. I don't want to have debt. Right. I don't like it. I mean, the a, the the average cost of a new car today is thirty five thousand dollars. I mean, that's gone up. Uh, twelve grand, fifteen grand since I started in this business. That's insane. Like almost nothing. What can you get for that? Thirty-five grand. Yeah. I mean, you can get a you know well, so you can get a loaded Honda Accord, or you can get a middle of the road crossover SUV. Like that's that's the difference. That's why the manufacturer wants to sell you that thing is because there's more money in it. More profit for the is it profit margin wider on a yeah. Yeah, profit profit margin is huge on a pickup. It's huge. And why is that? It's because of the because the they sell so thing. many of them. They, well, they sell a lot so, because people want them. Right. Because there's some mental thing. That, but how many people have a pickup truck? Need a pickup truck for for what it can do? Well, you know, not that many. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love to have a pickup because it is it, it. They're incredibly useful. Like every time you need to go to Lowe's. I wish I had a pickup truck. How many times do you have to go to Lowe's? I do a lot. Okay. I, go, I go a lot. You know, over the weekend, up, I'm in I'm in Lowe's every other week. I noticed you said Lowe's and not Home Depot. Home Depot. That's the one that's you, close to me. You go to Lowe's. I, I go there just because there's one close to me. I'd okay. go to Home Depot if it was closer. It's the same. It, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I'm not. And they are close by. So, so I end up over there in Milford all the time. And you know, every time I go, it's like, oh, uh, you know, I need to buy a, you know, like a like a landscaping trash barrel kind of thing. Yeah, you can't fit that in a car. That's why these things are, you yeah. know, that's that's why these vehicles have become more popular. You know, and I I would love to have a pickup. I love having a pickup around. You know, I got a scooter. I got a motorcycle. I got a tote around somewhere. You have stuff. I guess I have stuff. I th- think the idea is maybe. I need to live a European lifestyle and have a lot less stuff. I would love to get rid of everything I nah, own. Yeah, you're a stuff dude. I know I am. You love stuff. And once you have all the stuff you need, you start focusing in on an- right. another thing. I'm thinking about getting this thing. Right. You love that. I, and I, I get it, too. Yep. All right. Um, do you want to... Oh, so we were talking about loans, right? So yeah. 30, 35 grand is the average cost of a you know new car. Yeah. So now, as a consequence, people cannot afford the average price of a new car. So they lease. They don't even own the car. Mm. And they just look at it like a Netflix membership. Or, you know, I mean, you're, I don't know what your phone costs you every month, but it's not cheap. And then all of a sudden, a car, you go, well, geez, I can drive a car around for twice what I pay for my phone every like month. Like 199 My family phone plan every 199 month. right? Yeah. Or what cable costs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's just another bill, and people don't even think about it. Interesting. Yeah. They don't and, think of it as a big burden. They think of it as a right, phone bill. Right. Where, you know, and, and that's okay. You can think about it like that, I guess, because it's a, you know, a depreciating 
you know, it's immediately depreciating. It's not like you buy a house and wow, the whole the housing market has picked up a little bit, and I made a few bucks. So that's kind but of why car is never going to do. A that. lease is good because you're not owning right. a depreciating asset. Right, you're using it, and and actually, the good years. that's that's what GM and Ford and pretty much the entire auto industry is banking on now is that you know 10 years from now car ownership is going to be over that people aren't going to own cars and they're not going to want to own cars anymore they want they're going to want to buy a membership essentially like a Netflix membership to a yeah. car for a certain period of time yeah and then the thing just goes away now that's that's good for the manufacturer because they can move iron but what happens on the used car market like all of a sudden you're just, like so now 32% of the per well transactions and new cars now are leases that's gone up 15 percent in the last so that's 10 years yeah it's huge it, it, it's it doubled in the last 10 or 15 years if it's good for manufacturers and dealers though isn't it bad for you i mean it's, it's not no i don't i don't know i i don't know it's a whole new downside, business model right the, well i think the i think the downside is what do they do with these cars when they get them back because the dealers have to take them back the manufacturers have to have some facility to get rid of those used cars when they when they all come in, they're responsible for them. So, like you know, if, if you buy a car, you own that car, and then you're responsible to get rid of it at some point or another, right? No matter how, but but when you lease a car, it's not your responsibility. You just drop the keys off and walk away. Um, you know, you I, don't even have to think about like what it's worth or am I getting a good deal? When I had a lease, or, I always thought. Boy, when I drop it off, they're going to stick it to me. They're going to find a way to soak me. They didn't, right? No. No. And if you, I mean, if the, if it's it's just like anything else. If you take care of it, if you if you do what you're supposed to do, if you don't get in a bunch of accidents, you know, this they'll, they'll accept a few scratches on the thing. Okay. It's not that big a deal. Do people get burned on the mileage? Is that they the get deal? burned on the mileage Is all that the time? The deal. That's the thing. And 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 that's when. Like that's where leases and memberships or whatever you want to subscriptions to car services, whatever you want to call them. That's what has to change is that, you know, the, you're at like 10,500 miles a year for most leases now. And that's absurd. I mean, most people are putting 15 K on five? a car. Yeah. That's what, that's all you get. Yeah. I remember it was 12. You used to be 12, you used to be 15. Now it's not even close to what most people are putting on a car every year. That's the hook. Right. Right. That's what has to change in order for the entire industry to then change. Do you happen to know the average annual mileage? Probably don't. Or that, you, uh, that people drive? Yeah, it's it's like... 25? No, it's it's uh, around 15,000 miles a year. So if you're at a 10,500-mile cap, that's a big bill at the end of a lease. So that's 4,500 miles, and what do they usually charge you per mile? I, I can't remember. I can't remember. It kind of varies. But, you know, that could be thousands of dollars when you... And then you owe a disposal fee, too, or dispense... Do they cut you a break fee. if you promise to leak a, uh, lease a new one? Yes. And that's the thing. They'll cut it's you a like, break if you lease another one. Now, if... Like heroin. Right. Right. And, and it's... Yeah, right. So, so you're at the end of your lease. And actually, if you've got a relatively popular model, they'll be hounding you to get rid of that thing in two years. They'll roll you right into another one two years later. So it's like this perpetuating thing where you always have a new vehicle. It's kind of, it's enticing. I could see myself getting interested in that if I didn't, you know, like if if, if I didn't want to think about a car. Yeah. I mean, I just did it with a furnace, basically. So you, le yeah. I didn't lease it, but, you know, it was like, they, they it was like. You're uh, on the plan now. I'm on the plan. 
I'm on the plan for a phone. For, for, for a furnace, right? Yeah. So that's, that's where I spent my money. What's the plan? Are you going to get an automatic upgrade in five years or Well, something? you know, basically anything that happens to that thing, I don't even... I don't have to worry about it you for seven it. years. You don't, I don't own it. I I do own it. Yeah, yeah, I do own it. But it, but you know it was like a it was like a finance plan that was for my furnace because I I didn't want to dump twelve grand into a furnace and AC unit. Is it know? a good furnace? I guess I don't know. <laughs> you see, you don't own it. You don't you don't care. I mean, you right. kind of own it, but you don't you're right. not really invested. Warms in the house. I don't love my furnace. Keeps the house warm. This <laughs> is yeah. All right. I guess we'll get right into this vehicle that you saw at. Did you see it? Did you go to the LA I show? I didn't go to LA but this you, year. No, uh, no. I I sort of you know follow everything that's going on as yeah. the show progresses. I expect you to were, show up with one of these vehicles at some time. At some point or another, I I hope I will. And yeah. Hopefully, we'll be going on a hike in on, on the uh, before the year is out in the new vehicle that, that you get. Yeah, I that, I probably could convince you right away to get it. Well, it doesn't going to take much to put you over the edge. It's, yeah, Craig. We'll go up to the mount. We'll go up to the White Mountains. Might be snowing. You better get that new vehicle. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the th- so this was at the L.A. Auto Show. Yeah. And there were two two vehicles at the L.A. Auto Show that were kind of interesting. Uh, the new all new manufacturer called Rivian. Uh, they showed essentially uh, it it was as if Tesla built a pickup truck, and it's a it's a full size pickup truck, uh, fully electric, uh, really wild looking looking truck and they're going to produce this thing in 2020 which is pretty cool uh it's got a zero uh three second zero to 60 time Whoa. which is really it's amazing it's not good for me i'd black out yeah you know how i am so yeah i know you get all woozy on <laughs> yeah. so it, it, that was cool and that was kind of the 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 earliest news to come out of la which is pretty exciting pretty bold in this climate where other people are you know the millennials are not buying vehicles right and, it's pretty bold. Brand new maker. New manufacturer. Yeah, Not related to anybody else. Just nope. Straight nope. up, out yep. of the gate, new. Yep. Exactly. Like a Tesla sort of, you know, wow. Silicon Valley genius type people. And okay. Yeah, it's really a interesting. Rivian. Rivian, it's called, yeah. And then the the one that uh, blew me away was the, uh, it's a Jeep Gladiator. Of course it is. It is. Gladiator. Right. Arr. So the Gladiator manly. is a it's it's a Wrangler which I've always wanted. Yep. Always liked the Wrangler. But instead of a cargo area in the back, it's got a pickup bed. And some of your listeners may remember in the 1970s Jeep had a vehicle called the Scrambler which was a CJ7 with a little pickup bed on it. And I always loved it. I always thought it was the coolest vehicle I had ever seen. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Scene. And now they've sort of re-engineered this thing to work in this new Wrangler uh, JK platform, which is just, it's terrific. I mean, the, the new Wrangler is just outrageously good. So um, it says Rubicon on the side. Is that the package? That's the package. So they'll offer it in three trims. Uh, one's, I can't remember what the base one's called, probably a Sport. And then they'll have a Sahara, which is kind of middle of the road. And the Rubicon has got everything on it, which is actually, it's, it's, it'll be expensive. It'll probably be, you know, 46, 47 grand That's in that ter- Rubicon. I, I thought it's it not terrible. Yeah. No. And uh, it'll have a fully locking front and rear differential. It'll have um, uh, Dana 44 axles in it. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, fr- a detachable front sway bar, uh, good for off-road stuff. Um, the Rubicon's a really nice package, and it's got stuff that you can't even buy on the aftermarket. So it's a it's a pretty impressive uh, boy. It is off road package. One it's thing cool, that, right? One thing and you can take the top off. Yeah, you can take the doors off. Yeah. So you get all of the stuff that you like about a Wrangler. You get a pickup bed, and it's also not enormous like a full size pickup is. So there's a you can borrow my phone right now if you want to order it. Yeah. So it's not for sale yet. They go on sale in in uh, 2019. Uh, no price officially on it yet, but you can kind of figure out what a what a, a Rubicon Wrangler costs, and it's going to be around the same money. Uh, it's not going to be, I wouldn't think, too much more expensive. And it's also got to compete with vehicles in that class. So it's got to compete with a Toyota Tacoma. It's got to compete with a, uh, a Chevy Colorado or a GMC Canyon. Uh, it's in that midsize uh, pickup category which is as we're talking about sedans now and traditional cars everybody's saying oh you know people don't buy cars anymore there was a moment where everybody was saying oh people don't buy mid-size and compact pickups anymore well now almost every manufacturer seems to be working on one of these things right you got a new ranger coming out which ford was famous famously said people don't buy ranges anymore we're not going to build them anymore uh, people are just going to buy an F-150 or they're going to buy a Ford Transit Connect, which they did neither of. And everybody went over to Nissan and started buying Frontiers, which hadn't been touched by anybody in like 10 years. And now all of a sudden, you know, uh, for, for, for a good six or seven year period, Nissan sells Frontiers like crazy. I have some things I notice about the new Gladiator. There are three things, but I do want to. Martin and Lowell on the on the horn here. Hey, Martin, say hello to Craig. Hey, Martin. Hello. How's it going? Hello. Super. Yourself? Good. What can I do? Good. For I was you? hoping. Well, I was hoping to get a recommendation uh, on a vehicle. Sure. So I, uh, um, I'm a real estate appraiser for work, but I have a 2010 Lincoln. I had been in an accident. Someone hit me on Mass Ave with it, pretty good. So yep. it hasn't been driving right since, and uh, had quite a bit of work done to it. So. It's got 94000 on it, Which and I model? haven't been driving it. 
It's a MKZ. Okay. It's not yeah. worth much, but um, anyway, so I'd like to get another vehicle and um, looked at a few different things, but um, you know, nothing is really that exciting. Or uh, and I had a DTS before that, the Cadillac. I yep. really liked that. Yep. Um, and then the Lincoln was just kind of a transition to get it out of it. You know, move on after 144,000 on that. But right. um, anyways, I drive mostly this 2002 Tahoe that I just bought for. 1800 and haven't done anything but change the oil in the past 30,000 yep. miles, you know, yep. <laughs> and the thing's got 200 on it. So, um, yeah, they're really something. I mean, it, it's amazing what, you know, that you get a, you get a, you know, sort of traditional V8 powered ladder frame vehicle like that. And, you know, for all their faults, they just kind of work <laughs> and, and, you know, you'll, you'll drive something like that for well over 200,000 miles sure. until, until rust, eventually gets to them yeah uh, you know they they tend to you know the, the later ones like that maybe not as bad but you know as the late 90s you know rust was not so it's got that plastic vehicles, molding yeah. trim so that kind of helps protect everything yep. but uh yep. as far as another vehicle i've looked at um a few things you know again like i said nothing's really that exciting it what seems you, like to uh what have you looked at uh, maybe um, I thought maybe, and that's the thing, you don't know, as, as somebody looking at some of the used vehicles, what year maybe models to stay away from at times, but uh, like maybe a 2012 um, X5, maybe with the V8, yep. the yep. third row, yep. you know, I got two little kids, so, yep. um, but something like that, I thought, geez, that could be a fun vehicle to drive. The X5 know? is 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 an awesome vehicle to drive. Um, you know, you're you're getting into something that's, BMWs of that era, of of that of the the modern era, I have a friend who's a real kind of BMW specialist guy, and and he you know his fear is that those things are not serviceable as as right. they get as they get older. You know, I mean suspension wise, you know you can, you can do you know you're always going to need suspension work, you're always going to need brakes and all that kind of stuff. Those obviously you know that those are replaceable parts, but when you get into like Geez, you know, to replace a water pump, you need to essentially take the motor out. And I don't know if that's mm. true in that car or not, but there's a lot of things that are kind of non-serviceable or extremely hard to service. So, for example, I'll give you a good example. Mm -hmm. in, that, in that vehicle, if it has the auto stop-start function, there's right. a there's a so, – so, you know, you drive up to a stoplight and the vehicle shuts <laughs> right. itself off to save, you know, fuel mileage, right? Yeah. There's a pump inside there inside the transmission that keeps pressure up for the transmission mm -hmm. so anticipating when that vehicle turns itself back on again that it's ready to pull out and drive if that pump goes bad mm -hmm. that's that transmission is no good anymore it needs to be rebuilt and and it's it, it, it is essentially you might as well rebuild it because you got to take it mm -hmm. out and and you got to take the thing apart to replace this tiny little pump in it Sure, sure. Those are the kind of things that I worry about with right, right. more modern vehicles, you know, and, I, and, I, and, and honestly, that's everything there is. Right. So, so what, what I'm, what I've recommended the last few years to people is buy either something that's relatively late model that you can get covered under a certified pre-owned program or Start looking at places like CarMax that offer, you know, they, they sell vehicles at a one price, you know, at a one price kind of a, kind of a deal. 
where you just go in and you don't negotiate. It's like, all right, the price on the windows, you know, nineteen five or whatever it is. I just pay that price. But they sure. do have a pretty substantial warranty. And then they also have really affordable extended warranties that protect everything in the car. So I, I kind of like that program. And I'm starting to get more interested in, in what uh, CarMax does. Um, there's one down in Westboro. There must be one up by you somewhere, too. Um, if he's looking I, at uh, the X5, what about a Acura MDX? Acura MDX is a great vehicle. Absolutely. Yeah, we get more standard I, luxury. Sure. It, and, the, and, you know, the, they're like both about 60. They're, mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're fun. Mm -hmm. They're fun to drive. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. I, I love the way they're put together. They're really reliable. Mm -hmm. And that's not, mm -hmm. that's not to say yeah. that the BMW isn't. Uh, sure, sure. But, you know, I think if I was going to take a gamble on something with maybe higher, because it sounds like maybe you buy stuff with higher miles on it that's been around for a little bit. Actually, what I tried to do is buy for a work vehicle like a sedan. I bought um, the vehicles um, <laughs> older, older with very low miles. And then I yeah. put 25 on them a year for three, four years and then try to sell them when I balance it off a bit. Right. You know, and it kind of plateaus out. So then I then I just uh, move on depending on how it is and where I'm at with it. Yeah. So this Happens to be just shy of 194. The other one was at like one, almost probably 40, and um, the DTS, and yep. you know, again, that was ready for for, for a trade in. So, have you found um, have you found an X5 yet? Have you have you driven? I've one? seen a few. Yeah. I've seen a few. I've driven uh, not that year. I drove a different one, but I've seen the 2012. I've seen a couple really priced well there, and uh, with that V8, and I thought, wow, in the third row, and really nice. Yeah. Um, but I know, you know, again, like you said, it's, everything's just more. The more technology and the more complicated uh, right. the operation is, whether it's a command module that needs to be replaced yeah. or. Uh, you know, something else that um, certainly could be extensive it, and expensive. It's so. expensive, and a, and a, yeah. and that's not that's not true of just BMW. I mean, that's that's oh, true sure. of a Ford at this point. You know, things are starting the, to get the, real the, expensive. The bags and Lincolns, you yep. know, for years. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like that. So I appreciate that. I, again, I'll look at the Acura, but anything else that maybe. Um, you know, in that you know, luxury kind, kind of, of fun to drive. I mean, I'd like something to drive that I enjoy. The Cadillac, I really enjoy driving that Cadillac. It was very comfortable. And I thought about maybe a Mercedes. I feel like I'm a little young for that. But the CLS looks real nice. You They're know, nice. I, some, I, I, yeah. have a, I have a, you know, and Mercedes makes a nice vehicle. I have a problem with the way that they've laid out the dashboards in those cars. And some mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. some of the functionality in those cars are, mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. annoying. Uh, to say sure. the least, and they, you know, what I thought so, about maybe the BMW would be, pretty, you know, the BMW is pretty simple to operate. Um, okay. What about a, what a, what about something like a Navigator? I mean, it's it's a you yeah. know it'll be a gas yeah. hog, uh, yeah. but you know the Navigator is a pretty nice vehicle, and there's a ton of them around. Yeah, um, and the dependability's gone up. Pretty good. Yep, yep, not bad at all. Um, yeah. You okay. know, they're yeah, around, and I don't think they're tremendously expensive either. No. Um, no. You know that may be something that, that. Yeah. that you want to look at. Yeah, yeah you're not going to save a lot in a lot in gas money if you're looking at uh, if you're looking at a V8 X5 anyway. Right, right, right. They Super. are fast too. I drove the M right. version of that thing. It's a hot right. rod. It's awesome. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So, well, that's give the that problem a shot. I get behind that in the in the Navigator, you're not getting that. Um, and I have and I have that kind of feel in the Tahoe now. So, but I do appreciate your. Uh, your advice and uh, sure. tips there. So thank you. Yeah, good luck, man. Thanks, Martin. Okay.
You described the Jeep Gladiator. Can you describe it overall again? And then sure. I'll make some observations. So, so this is picture in your mind a four door Jeep Wrangler, which you see all over the place, and put a little, you know, a six foot pickup bed on it, and that is the Gladiator. So, uh, in the 1970s, the uh, Jeep had a had a vehicle called the CJ8 Scrambler, which was essentially the CJ7 with a pickup bed on it, and then they went away for years. Uh, now this thing is is uh, uh, I th- I think it's I think they're gonna sell like crazy because they're a relatively moderate size. You can put them in a garage. Uh, you can get five people in them. They're pretty comfortable to drive. I mean, I've driven the current current version of the uh, the Wrangler uh, on. I drove it down to New York City and loved it. I thought it was great on the highway. Uh, they're terrific off road. But the, the, the availability of that bed uh, to, to, you know, haul all your trash to the dump in and, you know, without having to deal with a full-size pickup, I, spe- I think especially around here, I think they're going to sell like crazy. The coolness factor is off the charts. And what other pickup? You know, there is no other pickup that you can take the roof off of. That you can take the doors off of Talk and about enjoy those, those temporary pipe doors. Yeah, so they they have like a uh, they have a door and they have these on the Wrangler too, where uh, the 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 hard doors come off and then they have a sort of a half door, but it's made out of uh, you know aluminum tubing essentially with a with a, like netting inside this loop, uh, and it just kind of keeps you inside the vehicle without actually having a full door. Um, they're, they're, you know, kind of a nice accessory. So you can feel the wind in your shorts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A, but you won't fall out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, every, I mean, everything I love about a Wrangler is there, but the, that was the thing that was missing for me was like, ah, what about a little pickup bed? It'd be, you know, yeah. much more useful than a, than a traditional so Wrangler. So it is four door. Yep. Seats five. Yep. And then behind that is the, the bed. Yep. One thing that's cool you can get it in orange i love orange and you know the thing that you mentioned too that you you kind of picked up on right away is it looks like an old school vehicle there's a little bit of jeep j10 in that bed you they know when you look it at much, it from just the, enough and i can't even identify why it looks that way you know it's cool because it's it's it, this is the longest wheelbase wrangler kind of version vehicle they're going to have, which some people have complained about, but I'm never going to, I'm not an off-road guy necessarily. It would be fun to have something that I could go off-road in, but I'm more of an on-road kind of guy. But the the, the extended wheelbase is going to make the ride quality even better too, which which I think is going to be yeah. pretty nice for a it lot of people. It won't be so bouncy on right, the highway. Right, And in the current one, you know, in four-door form uh, is is pretty nice anyways the funny thing is if i was to buy a wrangler i would not buy the four-door i'd buy the two-door this thing the four-door is very appealing to me for some reason and and i don't know what it is it's just a it, it looks good um and i and i could see where if you bought a if there was a, a two-door version of this available you wouldn't want it you know you you probably wouldn't want to have it uh, but you know, I'm, I would imagine the price is probably going to come in around forty-seven. That's, something like that seems pretty good. You you wouldn't really be able to get it for. It really costs you sixty, though, right? No, I, I don't think so. I, I you know, the, like a fully wow. loaded Wrangler. Uh, I'll have to look at the price. So if an average you know, boring car price is thirty-five, and this is right. forty-five, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, to me. I mean, would you ever buy a used one later? 
Yeah, sure. If they exist, but they probably won't exist. They probably won't for a little while. And that's the other thing with these. I mean, there isn't another vehicle besides the Wrangler that has better resale value, especially if they're kept nice. So it's it's almost like you can use this thing for a few years and almost get you know you get a good chunk of your money back because the resale value is so high on these things. And the resale value on the Gladiators is going to be off the charts. I guarantee it. We have Ernie in New Hampshire. Hello, Ernie. Hey, Ernie. Hi, Bradley. Hey, uh, welcome back, Greg. Thank you. Did you skip a month? Or? I did skip a month. Yeah. You know what? We had this. We had this election on, and oh, that was. Okay. I was on. The, I was so scheduled to be on the night that was uh, oh, uh, right. the midterm election, and I got booted. Oh, okay. By I, by, yeah. by uh by the uh, the folks running for office. So a little more important that we know about them than what about you know next car you're gonna. Uh, I'll give you a pass. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hey, a quick question, Craig. Sure. I got a 2010 Honda Civic. I bought it brand new. I got 50,000 miles. Yep. And now it's time for me to start changing the fluids, you know what I mean? Yep. And now I want to change the transmission fluid. Now the Honda, the two Honda service managers tell me all you, all we want to do is you just drop, you know, drop the pan, drop the pan and just drain out like three and a half quarts. Right. And I go to a couple of private dealers and they're telling me they want to do a complete flush. Don't do it. Do what? Do and, exactly what the dealer tells you to do. Yeah, so I'm going with the Honda dealership. You agree? I absolutely agree. And does that have a CVT in it, or does it have a traditional transmission? I can't remember. It, well, I think it's a CVT. Yeah, yeah. I go to the Honda dealer to do, have them do exactly what they're supposed to do in it. Because yeah, they, I, they, they, honestly, the the private shops, you know, unless you're going to a transmission shop. Yeah. They do not know what they're doing with those transmissions. They could do more harm, am I right? I agree with you. I'm okay. I'm with you 100%. And I got a quick, uh, I got an airbag, my passenger side airbag re- official recall. I can go to any Honda dealership, Yeah, right? and find out if they'll do it in the parking lot for you. My wife oh, really? just had hers done. My my wife's got a, she's, she's driving a 2003, I guess, uh, BMW 5 Series. Yeah. It's got well over 100,000 miles on it. And the BMW dealer came up, and they they swapped the thing out in their parking lot at work. Oh, so, I've seen some of those Honda Honda uh, cars, yes, uh, trucks that come right to your house. De- definitely call your dealer and see if see if they can schedule you to, to, to come out and do it. These these the auto manufacturers want to get a hundred percent of those things done, uh, okay, and, so, and I think they're I think they're doing a lot of that. So yeah. call them. Yep. Okay, so just just follow what the Honda says. Yep, I would do that on that thing. There there are a lot of you know I, there are a lot of things I say go to private shops for. The transmission in that vehicle do exactly what Honda tells you now, to. How about my antifreeze? Do a complete flush there or? Uh yeah, I mean you know you can you can pretty much have anybody you know flush yeah. out the yeah yeah. That's pretty straightforward, yep, right? Yep. Basically, they you know they they you want to make sure that that thing's protected down to. You know, whatever it is, thirty something below, um, yeah. and, and you know they'll they'll test the coolant. Um, you know, you want to get dirty coolant out of there on a regular basis. The other thing you you may want to do is change the brake fluid. Um, yeah, that's something that nobody ever does. I know, and it's, and it's worth doing. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, because the the brake fluid, if it gets moisture in it, that you're, you're you're really not only is the brake fluid less effective. But it also starts to corrode the inside of the brake lines, uh, so definitely do that on a regular basis too. It's not that expensive, am I right? Nope, nope, it's not that bad. So have you know, go in and drop the thing off to the Honda dealer. Have them do whatever the recommended maintenance is this time around, 
and and then you know you don't have to worry about your transmission for a bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. You got it. Take have care. a great night. Take you care, too. Ernie. Bye. That's cool. We have Louise in Malden. How do you do? Hi, Louise. Hi, Bradley. Hi, Craig. Um, so, and social media is really bad for comparing with everyone else too. So, oh, big stay time. Away from that. Um, anyway, um, so I don't really know where to begin to find a used car. Um, I do mostly local driving and not a lot of driving, mm-hmm. and I need something for not a lot of money, but that's reliable. Okay, what's your what what kind of budget are we talking about? Uh, hmm. Like, low end. Like but like like five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. Probably somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. Okay. So you're gonna you, you I'm gonna encourage you to buy something privately and and not go to a you know unless there's a local dealer that you know that you know many many friends have gone to that you can trust in in the in the seventy five hundred dollar range I, I would I would definitely recommend that you look at private sales any type of car you recommend we have to yep concentrate we're, we're, this. we're real close so uh, I mean I'd be looking at you know the the sort of usual suspects uh, Honda Civic uh, uh, Toyota Corolla I would not maybe look at the Hondas and Kias so let's let's kind of stick with the Honda you know Hondas and 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 uh and Toyotas Craigslist? yeah I what I'm, about best ride do you have private sales best ride there? we don't have private sales on best ride but we can certainly you know help find stuff in that budget um but okay. I, I have I have no I have no issues with Craigslist I would recommend that if you're going to meet somebody with a car you meet them at the police station um definitely do that or find a public place where you can meet up with somebody in the daylight. Um, mm-hmm. But I, 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 I've, I've had really good luck with Craigslist uh, in finding halfway decent used cars on that. Thanks, Louise. We do have to go. That's good, solid information. Uh, private sale, the usual Civic, Corolla, et cetera. Thanks a lot. Fun always. Craig, any gigs coming up with your band, The Sonomatics? Uh, we're doing a private thing in uh, February, but we're playing in March uh, at Sally O'Brien's. I'll, I'll Sally fill you O'Brien's? in. Sally O'Brien's? Yes, I am. I just went there the other day. So you have to come out when what, we play there. What is it? Uh, I, I think it's uh, March 9th we're going to be there. Oh, my God. All right. Maybe that'll be a time for you to come out. It's WBZ News Radio 1030. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.